Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordoff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. When I started this podcast, I promised I'd be keeping business real. Uh, This is not some airy, fairy, Lisa has it all pulled together and it totally sorted kind of vibe, okay? So today we're going to be talking about something that I've experienced a lot, and that is getting a new idea. You know, that beautiful moment where it all seems to come together in harmony, all doves are flying, you're seeing rainbows everywhere, you know, all of the magic numbers. It's just like, here it is. This is the idea. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what my life has been building to this very amazing moment in which I have this amazing idea and and this is the thing now. And (laughs) this has happened to me, what, 782 times? in the last five or six years, and, uh, and it's real. The idea-generating machine that is an entrepreneur's mind is no joke. But in order to create a business, we have to just kind of run with one or two. And we have to be able to know as online business owners which idea is going to create a great product that people are going to want to buy. So I'm just going to jam. I've got a whole bunch of notes here written out, no particular order, about your new idea that's totally going to change the world and is what everyone is waiting for. Or so you think. So before you invest thousands of dollars a year of your life into designing a course that you don't know what that people will actually want to buy, there's a few things we need to talk about, okay? Because not all those ideas are going to make it into your business. They shouldn't. I mean, if you think I've got a lot of products and I'm a little bit scattered and I've always got the ideas, uh, you should see what goes on in my head. You know, there's a filtering process And I've gotten a lot better through some pretty, (laughs) you know, some some hard lessons about what people buy, why they buy things, and what makes a really good idea a, a really good online product. So here's some steps that you should take while you're trying to figure this out, okay? The first thing is that you should start testing it. You should start talking about it on on your socials in a really casual way. Allude to to something. Just start seeding it. A great way to do this would, I mean, if you're not using Insta Stories right now, get on the bandwagon of Insta Stories. It is the most extraordinary place to create a real connection, a real conversation 
with your followers who you're creating into a into a community of of people who are waiting to buy something from you. Start to ask questions. Filter it down. Over New Year's, I I did something where I was away on holidays and I was saying, I'm thinking about what I want to share with you. Do you want to know about this? And using the question function in Insta Stories, it was a yes or a no. And I got a brilliant insight into what people want more of and what people aren't really too fussed about. It was fascinating. And it gave me such clear idea of which products, because I'm thinking of all the things, or which particular ideas I should pursue because there's a genuine desire for them. And we'll go into that more. So just see the response to things. Do a Facebook Live to share about a particular topic and see what the response is. The next thing that you could do if you have clients who've worked with you before is you could literally just reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. I'd love to pick your brains on where you are right now, what help you need. In return, I will give you access to this thing for free if it's something that I want to create. But you're the type of person who I really want to help. And I've loved working with you in the past. So I'd really value your feedback. You know, maybe you could offer them a one-on-one. Maybe you could, you know, I'm sure that there's loads of things that you can do to make them feel like you really appreciate their time. It's a precious resource for most people. You could ask some of your key people who have worked with you to jump on a, a Zoom call because you've just got some questions that you want to ask them. It's all about really digging for whether there is a desire and a need for this product that you want to create, this idea that you've got in your head. Is there a genuine need for this product? It should be a step that is, I mean, it's, it's basically essential, right? And does that product solve a particular problem? So there's a few ways to work this out as you're working out whether this particular idea is going to make an awesome product. If someone else is selling what it is that you want to sell, so if you are a a librarian and you want to teach other librarians a really great system for their library and you know that there's actually quite a lot of online programs that do the exact same thing, then you know that obviously people are willing to pay for this. That's a really good thing to know. So you can look around, you can research, you can find out whether there are people out there doing what you want to do. And if there are, then you're pretty guaranteed that there's a genuine need for this particular product or service. It's a good place to be, right? But then you have to think about like when you're, if you don't want to just enter this ocean of sameness If other people are selling what it is that you want to sell, then you have to be super clear on what makes what you're selling better, faster, (laughs) more unique, different to what the others are selling. You have to be able to differentiate yourself and your idea in the marketplace. People need to know why you. And as the online space and the online, the digital product space gets busier and busier and busier and more crowded and more noisy 
and people are following same formulas and doing everything like that, you are going to need to know what your unique selling mechanism, your unique selling principle, like what makes you different. And you are going to need to really drill that down. And that's got to come into every aspect of your marketing. The more unique, the more individual, the more niched we can be, the more the people who are meant to get our message will get it. And I really want to encourage that in this age of vanilla, you know. I, I think we can, we can really, you know, I think it's great. When I see someone else selling something, then you've got a proven market there. But it's also really great to be on the cutting edge. You know, we didn't know we needed iPhones until they invented an iPhone. So there's, this is not to say you need to, you can only move forward on your idea if it exists elsewhere. It's just that it's kind of nice to know. And then you've got to be able to differentiate yourself with awesome marketing. But uh, which usually, you know, the best place to start with that is just is your story most likely. But there's also this wonderful thing about being on the cutting edge. There's so many new products coming onto the market all the time. But is there a genuine need for them? Is the market prepped? Do they know that they're going to need this? Is this the next stage of their particular journey with something like with technology? It was like, well, we'd gotten used to walking around with phones. Well, yeah, we could get used to walking around with with Internet Explorer and Gmail. <laughs> and it just kind of goes from there. It's an amazing thing to be on the cutting edge and to be doing things first. But there's a lot of education that has to happen in the marketplace if you do want to do that. So I also just think that when you've got this idea, when you're sitting in that idea space and it's all feeling really expansive and awesome, you actually need to then work out, well, what is it that you would sell? So what is, how will it be delivered? Is it going to be something that you deliver one-on-one? Is it something that's going to be done in a group, like say a group coaching program, small groups online? Is it going to be something that you do in small groups in real life? Maybe it's a membership. Maybe this is something that you really want to scale and give a very low barrier to entry for people. Maybe it's a it's a it's literally a digital online program, like it's an online program. So it's a you know finite period of time that you deliver some information to people, whether you create a community around that or not. Whatever it is, uh, that could be it. It could be a physical product. You might think actually, no, what this is, this is not. This is not a year-long program. This is actually a yearly planner, and I'm going to create that. If you're looking at an idea for free, so part of your your marketing ideas, it might be okay. Is this a podcast, or is this is this an online TV channel? Is this actually just a blog? And then and then you think about like what would be fun for me to create. What would be fun for me to deliver? What would really light me up? In my experience in doing what I do, I think most people would get best results like this. So, you know, you come at it with what would feel awesome for you to deliver 
And also, especially when you're in that early product creation phase, what would be the easiest, the way for me to deliver this information to a, a small group of testers, as we heard about with, with Secret, it's a great way to get an online product up and out there is by offering it cheaply with for beta testers who are just there. They know it's not going to be the perfect finished product and they're kind of, they help you create it as you go. But you also need to think about what your market actually wants. And sometimes the clearest sign that an offer is off or, you know, the particular way you've packaged up your your idea and your product is off is that people don't buy it. And I think that we can sometimes get a little bit confused about that. I'm going to go into that in a second, but I just wanted to say that with your with your big idea that's going to change the world, once you've decided on a delivery platform, so whether it's going to be a membership model, a course, one-on-one, physical product, whatever it is, there's so many different options, then you've got to ask yourself if you also know how to sell it. So do you know how to sell a membership? Do you know how to sell one-on-one coaching? There's so many different ways to do this, so many different ways. The absolute fact of the matter is you need people to sell to. So there needs to be some kind of experience. Great marketing is about building that, you know, it sounds old-fashioned, but it's true, building the know, like, and trust factor. People need to know you exist. They need to form a connection with you and like you. And they need to trust that you're legit. Like this is a real thing. People often get quite nervous buying things online. It's not, can't feel it and touch it. They can't meet you. So we need to do a lot of things to help them feel secure in purchasing from you. And that might be delivering a, a webinar, an online training. It might be literally that they get phone calls. You might do a, a free discovery call in order to be able to secure your, your clients. Maybe you deliver live streams on, on Facebook and Instagram and at the end you make an offer to, to join something or do something. Maybe you're going to run a five-day challenge or the traditional three-part video series, which, you know, works. <laughs> if you do it properly, there's so many different things that you can do, but your your product, your your free invitation for people to join you, to learn from you, to create that connection from you, if you're not getting any responses to that and that is the lead-in for your offer, then you might be missing the mark with the particular topic, how your how you're selling it, like what problem you think you're going to be solving from people. So get clues, get clues all the time from the, from the content that you're putting out for free on whether this is something that people are going to be like, yes, please give it to me. I can't wait for this. That's the sort of thing we need to be looking out for. <laughs> that's the idea that's going to fly. Because when you have people saying that, it's extraordinary. And but I but I have to say this and this is this is actually one of the main reasons why I'm putting together this podcast episode is because I created a product 
that that my community were telling me that they wanted. I created a product called Small Steps to Tech Freedom. And there's this funny thing that happens that people can say they want something, but actually they don't. And and what I was promising was to free my audience from their their digital addictive habits and and give them back some some time and space in in their lives. But when I did a little bit of digging around and and we launched this product and and I thought it would just go gangbusters because my community tell me how addicted they are to Facebook, I didn't realize that they're actually not necessarily ready to change. That giving up something that gives them that so they think so much pleasure, they didn't understand it. They were like, no, don't need to do a course about this. I could just stop if I wanted. And this is the thing that we also need to get clear about. When, you are, when you've got a big idea and you're looking to put it into a product, you need to really drill down on all the objections that people will have when it comes to buying it. Because the fact is, you know, no one really cares about you and your products. No one really wants to spend their money on stuff unless you give them a really good reason why you are going to solve a problem that, you know, they sit around at nighttime, they lie in bed thinking about, you know, just as an example. We really, really need to make sure that people are ready to purchase what it is that you're selling and it's not just lip service that they're saying they want it. So drill down to the objections. I should have done that better with that product. I I took my audience's word for it, but I didn't really think about what I was asking them to do and whether they were really ready to do it and were ready to pay for it. And it might have been that that course, it just shouldn't have been an eight-week course. Maybe it was just a, you know, $20 ebook. And everyone would have bought it and everyone, maybe it's a, maybe it's an app, like a habit tracker app for monitoring your screen time. But, you know, now we actually do have um, that in iPhones and there's loads of different things you can do. So it was just, it was an interesting experiment. The other thing that you've got to be clear on is, is the transformation that you're offering people. Most people will jump into courses because they're unsatisfied with something in their life and they want to, to, be, they want to move away from, from the pain that they're in. So really get clear on where they're at right now and what the promise of this, of this product is. What will it give them? How will they transform? How will their life change? Really make sure that you know what that is. People are looking for it. They're looking to really be reassured that if they invest not only their money, but it's also their time. This is something that people will make room for in their lives. And we really have to be sure about and communicate clearly the promise of of transformation, the promise of change that you're going to deliver. So... I want you to know that you can do all of these things and your idea can be like, yeah, this is it. This is it. I'm still thinking this is my thing. Wow, it's ticking all the boxes. Lisa said to tick. You can put it out there and no one buys. It happens a lot. 
like more than you would know it happens. And here's the thing that here's a few things that I want you to think about. And it's because here's the, it's often not that your idea is wrong, that you were wrong, that they had a problem, that they're ready to buy something for it. It can often just be how you've packaged up the offer. There's, there's a glitch in your communication of your offer and what they perceive it as in terms of helping them. And that communication line, your sales page, your Facebook Lives, your webinar, your training videos, your whatever it is, your discovery calls, you're missing the mark there. It's your marketing or your offer that needs tweaking. And I've got to tell you, this continues to be a thing. It always needs tweaking. Uh, my mentor this year, Jim Fortin, is always saying that marketing is just guessing and testing, guessing and testing. So don't discount your amazing idea if no one buys. Get some help with the marketing. Also ask yourself if you actually had enough eyeballs on it. I think people can be like, yep, I've got 100 people on my list. So I'm going to sell, you know, 50 of these things. And that's just not how it works in today's digital landscape. The numbers are low. The amount of people who will buy from your email list average around 1%. 3% awesome. But you got to be building an audience. You have to get this offer in front of a lot of people because the fact is that people can love you. They can open every single email that you send, but they will most likely never buy from you. The cooler you can get with this, the, the more that you will start to focus on marketing and strategies to help move the people who do want your stuff into taking action. It's a really important thing because once you've got your idea, once you've created a product that you know your audience wants, the rest of the game really becomes around marketing. Of course, you're always servicing your communities and your clients there's business stuff that you have to do, accounting and bookkeeping and all of those sorts of things. But a big part of your online business is going to be marketing. So don't despair. If that is not something that you are a natural at, if selling makes you feel gross and weird, it's okay. That is most people who want to help people in the world. But don't discount your idea just because your marketing hasn't been able to move people to taking action. It is an art. It is something I absolutely love and I'm really passionate about and have spent literally like tens of thousands of dollars to learn about because I do believe this is what separates out people who've got a really great program. They know how to teach it well. They're an expert in their field versus another really great program from an expert in their field. You know, both can have exceptional products and provide huge change for people. But the person who knows how to market it in a really genuine, authentic way that reaches their client, their target audience, you know, their ideal customer in a way that moves them, they'll be the one who 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 get 
them into the courses. So, you know, it's an uncomfortable truth, but we've got to be honest about it. So don't discount your idea if it doesn't sell first time. It might be the way you packaged it. It might be the actual offer. Very, It's very rarely to do with pricing because if you're able to communicate clearly the value of what it is you're offering, you could most likely double your prices tomorrow if you were actually clearly articulating the value in your offer. So it comes down really to knowing your audience and creating irresistible offers, right? This has to be something that people literally cannot look away from. They cannot not have this. What will people happily pay for? Like, oh my God, take my money. I am in. That's how we want people to be feeling. They make the best customers. You do not want to be in the convincing game. You don't want to be in the game where people find themselves in your program, having bought your product, going, how did I get here? Who is this person? And I don't even really need this. That's awful. We don't want that. I don't want to attract those types of people. I want to be really honest and genuine with my offer. And I want to be able to attract people who are raring to go. Not every idea lands like this. And as an entrepreneur, as someone who is constantly guessing and testing, as someone who has all the ideas coming out my eyeballs, these little refinements, these little filters that you could put your idea through might help you before you go investing all the dollars and all the time creating a course that you're not even too sure will sell. So be be clear about what makes you different, what makes this idea really unique out there. It might be that it's you that's delivering it. So tell me why you are different, why you have particular expertise. Maybe tell me why your particular framework is different to everybody else's and why yours gets results and others struggle. I want to know these things. I want to know about your idea if I am your potential customer. And I really want you to, to explain it to me clearly. I, you know, as a person, Lisa Kordoff, I want to see more people separating themselves from the crowd, feeling brave and able to do this. I know you're an ideas person, most likely, or I know you're an expert who's like, this is possible for me to have this online product or and an a platform to sell things on to the people who I maybe see in real life or on one-on-one, but you do need to keep track of your ideas and you need to start asking yourself bigger questions about them before you go down the path of jumping on every shiny object that comes your way, right? We want there to be a market for what you're about to sell. We want them to know that they need it. You know, we don't want to be convincing people that they need to change. We just want them to be like, yep, That's, wow, can't believe you've come along. This is exactly what I needed. And we need to be okay with guessing and testing, tweaking, because sometimes we might not package things up in the way that our ideal clients want to receive them. And PS, marketing is everything. Okay, that's it from me. I hope that was helpful. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you're subscribed and you're not missing any episodes. I'll see you next week. 
Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacorduff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you. lisacorduff.com for your free cheat sheet. And I'll see you in the next episode.